Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila presents College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Brought to you by Bell Ford. See us at bellford.com or visit the Arizona Ford Giant at 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix. Verizon Wireless, this is the 5G America's been waiting for. By College Bar and Grill at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe. The ASU fans home away from home. Roger Klein's Tension Tequila. Whether it's a margarita or one of our specialty recipes, Roger Klein's is Arizona bread and ultra smooth. Summer skates, personalized shower shoes or koozies for yourself or the entire team. Go to icetimehockeysw.com forward slash partners and order yours today. Buy OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning products, gets the funk out of your equipment or office. Buy M-Drive. You're not too old. M-Drive for energy, stamina, recovery. And by nchc.tv and the NCHC. Subscribe to watch all of the action of the league's eight teams, home of college hockey champions. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila's College Hockey Southwest Weekly is part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. You're listening to College Hockey Southwest Weekly live. All right, welcome in college hockey fans, NCAA hockey fans, as uh, we're doing things a little different today, a little technical uh, issues going on. So uh, we are recording and we will put it back up just as soon as we are able to do so. So uh, our apologies for that. Sometimes the technical issues jump up, but Scott Strandy joining you uh, from beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona today. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein joining me from beautiful Long Island, New York. Paul, if we have to do it the old-fashioned way, it just means we're old. Oh, well, we are old. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> well, welcome in, my friend. It was supposed to be a really exciting, fun show. It's still going to be an exciting, fun show. We're just going to have to do it a little differently. Yeah, well, listen. Uh, you know, technology is wonderful, right? It's supposed to uh, make everything easier. Yeah, right? well, we're dealing with, right? well, at least one thing with this, Paul, is I don't believe this is affected by the uh, the uh, – whatever they call it, uh, break-in or whatever to the pipeline that's causing our fuel prices to go through the roof, if you can even you get it. driving somewhere anyway? Yeah. <laughs> Not anymore. I got, okay. I got no gas. <laughs> uh, that's true. Uh, so anyway, uh, as we uh, get started tonight, uh, part of the show is we have a special guest that I'm bringing on is our new uh, Colorado feature writer, Joe Paisley, from uh, formerly from Colorado Springs Gazette. And uh, it's a thrill to have Joe on. If you're if you're a college hockey fan and you've call, covered college hockey fan for over the last 25 years, Joe Paisley is uh, one of the very best in the Rocky Mountains for certain and uh, elsewhere. So we're thrilled to have Joe on. I'm going to connect him on a three-way call here in just a little bit. But in the meantime, Paul, what's going on in the world of NCAA hockey? Nothing, I'm sure, right? Uh, as usual, there's nothing going on. I mean... Uh, you know, two leagues have put out their schedules, at least their conference schedules for next year. Uh, St. Cloud is going to get all their seniors back. I'm sure we can talk about that with Joe. Uh, Nate Lehman is going to be the assistant coach at the uh, World Championships coming up uh, in a couple of weeks in uh, Latvia. He will be uh, the assistant coach for... Uh, former Islanders coach, and uh, I, he's been in Florida, and he's been in a couple of different places, Jack Tacuano, uh, who will be the head coach on that team. Uh, for those that are not uh, up to speed on the world championship on this time of year, uh, you know, we get the world juniors in December. We get We just had the under-18s. Uh, this is the world champions. It's the world championships. Um, it goes off, I guess, on a little bit of obscurity due to the fact that there's also the NHL playoffs. But 
usually this team uh, is made up of uh, players that are playing European leagues and are uh, teams that are out of the NHL playoffs. And I can't even imagine the craziness that it must be to do that tournament this year with the, with the pandemic going on. But uh, Nate Lehman, who uh, is the head coach of Providence, has uh, been the head coach for a couple of world junior teams that have won. Um, and, uh, you know, so he's going over there and he's going to compete in this. Uh, this is a tournament that the U.S. does not usually do well in. Uh, over the years, last time they won a gold medal, the only time they won a gold medal in this was 1933. So that tells you it's <laughs> been a while. Yeah. Uh, they won a bronze medal in 2018 and 2015. Um, the 2000s have been pretty good. They've gotten four bronze medals. Um, but it's just, you know, it's one of those deals where uh, obviously the U.S. and Canada are not sending their best over there because uh, those players are in the NHL playoffs. Uh, but, uh, you know, it. Canada usually has a much deeper bench than most teams uh, when it comes to hockey. Uh, but uh, the U.S. will be in a group with Canada, Finland, Germany, Latvia, the home team, Norway, Italy, and Kazakhstan. So, you know, that's uh, basically where we are in uh, college hockey right now. Uh, we spoke a little bit about uh, the situation with Huntsville on Sunday. Uh, the ECAC and the NCHC have released their conference schedules, so it's not like there's nothing going on. Is the usual transfer portal stuff? Uh, uh, for example, today and, and, and Joe may know more about this, obviously, than we do. Um, but uh, Danny Waite, who is playing at BC, is transferring to Colorado College. Uh, you know, going uh, uh, into next year. Or he gets to play in his new building. I, I, I'm not sure, but I don't know if that's any relations to the former NHL or Doug Waite. I mean, I guess I could look it up, but... Um, well, why why would you do that? Came, <laughs> well, it's just something that came across my feed now, yeah. so it's not like... Uh, yeah, uh, I hear you. We haven't worried about other things, so... I, I hear uh, you. Well, here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to play okay. uh, a couple of our partner spots... I will try to hook up with Joe. So if you hear some noise, folks, uh, in the background, that's what's going on here as uh, as we bring uh, Joe Paisley on in hopefully just a couple of minutes. So stay tuned. Stick with us. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails. Hey, Whether you're celebrating you? an overtime game con- winner with friends or relaxing by the pool uh, after a long work day, we'll find you your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S. Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's oh, Cancion Tequila. Go? Award-winning taste since 2011. Okay. All right, folks, and, and we're back, College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Uh, our pleasure, Paul and I are uh, welcoming in our, our newest guy, our feature writer coming up for this fall, Joe Paisley from Colorado. So, Joe, Scott, and Paul with you. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. I'm glad to join the team. Well, you and I have been... You and I have been uh, hashing things out here for a little while now, and I'm thrilled to have you because, as I told most people, um, uh, you and I met way back in uh, 2005, six, something like that, when you were doing uh, Colorado College stuff and, and things out in the Rocky Mountains, and I was at the University of North Dakota covering them. But um, it's great to have you back on. So before we get into that, tell everybody what's been going on with Joe Paisley the last few years. 
Ooh, last few years. Well, you know, um, about four years ago, actually, yeah, four years ago at the end of June, um, I, I left the Colorado Springs Gazette and went to work um, uh, mostly for the local library system, um, where, I'm, where I still work. In fact, I moved up from part-time to full-time over the last few years. But, um, you know, because I was working part-time initially, I just sort of kept my, my uh, you know, I kept myself at least ankle deep, sometimes knee deep in the college hockey world, work, you know, writing for uh, – U.S. College Hockey Online a little bit. Um, mostly do whatever freelance work I could do, you know, to sort of keep my hand in it a little bit because I just didn't want to get away entirely from co- college hockey, but I was just tired of uh, the newspaper world a bit, so I needed a break. And uh, I literally took six months off and didn't write a thing. Um, and then the fall of that year rolled around, and uh, I was just the the uh, the I'd lost the itch to write, um, and the itch came back about six months later. Or so, and I've been uh, doing as much writing on the side as I can. So, uh, I've done some articles for USA Hockey Magazine, uh, more of a national approach. But you know, talked a little bit about ropes at arena, and a larger article about the number of arenas that are going up for division hockey. I think it's averaging about one a year. Um, I wanted to say it was 12 in the last 12, including Robeson Arena and, of course, Arizona State's coming up next year. Um, and uh, basically just, uh, you know, trying to keep myself keep myself around the game because I just enjoy it so much. Um, and uh, that's sort of why I, well, that's, that's why I reached out to you about writing for you because I needed a, needed a place to hang my hat so I could keep <laughs> writing about uh, CC and Air Force and such. Well, I could hold on one second, Paul, and then you can jump right in. But uh, I want to thank you for reaching out because, as you know, I reached back out to you in about five minutes because I know your work, I know your insides, and uh, with us expanding into Colorado, it seemed like a perfect fit. So thank you for accepting my offer and uh, and coming on board with us. Oh, thank you. Thanks for the offer. I appreciate. It. I hope it'll be a Hope it'll be a fun time. Uh, you know, fi- we'll finally get to uh, <laughs> we'll finally get some hockey with some people in the stands, perhaps, and you know all that other you know crazy ideas like having you know full hockey, <laughs> full college hockey what? season and stuff like that. I know, I know. Seriously, come on. I know it's 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 late in the day. You know, it's late in the day. I'm a little tired, so I might be getting punchy. <laughs> yeah, explain that to me. Uh, I got three hours on you guys, or two anyway. So, um, fair enough. You know, um, I mean, you, got, you got Sacred Heart putting up a building now, too. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Beautiful building. Right? Beautiful looking building. Um, yeah. um, you know, and you know, St. Thomas is going to have to figure out a, 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 a place to put a building because they're mm-hmm. not going to be able to stay where they are long term. True. Um, um, uh, maybe if wink wink if Lindenwood although they probably gonna play where the where the blues are, so I don't know if that would count as a new building, would it? Nah. Would the blues practice center would that count as a no, new no, building? No, that's that's their building, Paul. They've they've uh, already retrofitted that and, and made it their own. So yeah, you they got well, their own entrances and all jump. that stuff. They're gonna have, you know, three thousand to four thousand seats I think in there, so they're, they're going to be in good shape and quit the wink wink. We both know that they're coming on board in 2022. <laughs> uh, Joe, I, I know mm-hmm. Scott, it's not official yet, Scott. Come on. <laughs> Just because we've had people tell us this. <laughs> hey, okay. Listen to both of you guys right now because I'm going to tell you the ACHA commissioner uh, told me directly that uh, Lindenwood will be playing a hybrid schedule this season in order to make the jump to NCAA in 2022. So if the commissioner of their current league uh, doesn't know what he's talking about, we got problems. <laughs> well, we have problems anyway, Scott, you and I. But that's not, has nothing to do with it. Okay, so Joe, let's start right there. Yeah. Your thoughts on, on Lindenwood joining, LIU joining. Uh, we talked with the people up in Alaska on a couple of shows ago. Um, what, what's your view of the state of NCAA Division One hockey right now? Oh man, it, it's it's a little frustrating. I mean, it's exciting to see you know Lindenwood and exciting to see you know the, in Long Island and seeing the expansion into new schools. But you know, it, it's hard to you know face the prospect of losing you know current teams. It seems like one step forward, one step back, um, pretty much all the time. And uh, you know, I'm I, I'm a big you know I you know, I knew uh, Mike Corbett um, for a long time. He's the former Alabama Huntsville coach. I knew him when he uh, got his first head coaching job in Butte, Montana, 
<laughs> where I was the local sports writer up there and ended up talking to him on a Christmas Eve one night after he put the kids to bed because he just got hired to be the coach of the uh, Butte Irish of the America West Hockey League. Oh, um, listen to you. <laughs> otherwise, known, otherwise known as the awful. And, um, and that pretty much summed it up. It was somewhere, be- it was technically junior A, but it probably resembled junior B a whole lot more, um, you know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I saw a lot of fights, um, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of, you know, what you'd expect and <laughs> from the fighting Irish. And, uh, but Mike, you know, proved himself to be a good coach. And he moved up and moved up and got that opportunity in Huntsville, I'm happy to say. But that didn't work out. But, you know, it seemed like, you know, Huntsville's got this wonderful tradition and it's just hard to see them go into you know, have a suspended program right now. And then, of course, the uh, the future of the Alaska Alaska programs are very much in the air, too. And you guys know better than I at this point from what, with that podcast you guys had. But, uh, you know, it's just it's frustrating to see that happen because, you know, Linden would be great. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, Lindenwood's, Lindenwood's going to be a great fit. Um, you know, being in, you know, being a suburb, I think suburban St. Louis, I think St. Charles, if I'm remembering correctly. You are correct. And, um, oh, okay, good, good. And then the, um, you know, they're right there geographically, they're right there. And Long Island, of course, is a perfect, um, geographic footprint for the, uh, what just happens to be an 11 team Atlantic Hockey League, Atlantic Hockey Association. I'm sure they'd love to be a 12 team Atlantic Hockey Association. And no one's, you know, we can go wink, wink or whatever, but it just seems painfully obvious as an affiliate member, Long Island, you know, is, is taking steps towards, you know, becoming that 12th team. And they geographically would be a great fit because, you know, that's the kind of league that needs to, you know, needs bus rides, you know, <laughs> needs midweek games and bus rides and things like that. So great, great news to see that happen. Great about Lindenwood, um, you know, expanding to Missouri like that, but to lose, have Huntsville suspended and have the Alaska school sort of, you know, hanging by a thread and, you know, Arizona state, which is doing fine, is still an independent and that's a hard way to, that's a hard way to do it. So hopefully um, we have a little bit less subtraction in the future and start adding some more programs. Cause I think, you know, as American hockey gets better, you know, thanks to the American developmental model and everything else and more and more college caliber hockey players that are being produced in the U S the more there's going to be demand for division one hockey programs. And hopefully with it, you know, economically, these uh, these programs can survive, you know, can thrive, let alone survive. Well, Joe, I, I don't know if uh, you had a chance to hear it, and it created a little bit of buzz on, 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 on this side of the Mississippi River. Mm-hmm. Um, at the Atlantic Hockey Final, the commissioner, mm. was, the commissioner was interviewed between periods, and he said that there were as many as three teams mm. that asked about uh, admission into the conference. Sure. And we're assuming that LIU and Huntsville mm-hmm. were two of those three teams. Oh, yeah. We have, we have not uh, had any reference or any uh, – clue as to who that third team might be hmm yeah that is interesting um yeah that is really interesting i think uh oh uh, yeah you gotta get uh yeah you gotta get the college hockey uh you know get get snee on the get snee on the line see what's going on yeah 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 he'll dance around it he's great he's, he's hard to <laughs> He's real hard to pin down. I've tried a couple times. He, he dances pretty darn well. Um, yeah, you know, I hadn't heard about that. You know, I I sort of took the last year off from college hockey right. a bit because I really couldn't uh, couldn't go to any games. And that's um, and you know, <laughs> you make plans to go to a game and then you find out Thursday night it's not <laughs> happening or it's uh, been moved to Monday night when you're working or whatever. You know, right. so you know I, I listen, sort of gave I up on it. Too. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you know. <laughs> Um, as much as I'd like this to be a full-time gig, it, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. the, my paycheck says differently. So, uh, <laughs> sure, you know, sure. um, and it was just a, a thing that created a little bit of buzz here on the East Coast. Oh, yeah, because everyone's trying to figure out that 13, yeah. <laughs> right, you know. Uh, Long Island's obvious, Huntsville's obvious. Um, boy, I don't know. Well, I look at yeah. it this way, and, yeah. and you, if you followed it, you know, and I'm sure you have the the way that that most of us try to do. 
um, and I've said it on this podcast several times. Tired of hearing about Illinois, either either jump or don't jump, but enough with the <laughs> will they or will they not. Um, the speculation, uh, or at least the guys that were in the booth and did the interview were speculating, maybe that third team is Navy, and I've heard mm. those rumors for a while too, but let's go. Uh, either do it or don't do it, but, you know, and then you get blown away by the uh, story that came out last week about Tennessee State. Oh, yeah, yeah. Going to a feasibility <laughs> stuff. Now, listen, there are a bunch of programs that had fee- that have had feasibility studies. Uh, Oakland University in, in Michigan and uh, University of Pittsburgh. But I think everybody got blown out of the water by that story. Yeah, that surprised a lot of people because, I mean, you know, it would be the first, uh, you know, Division One hockey program at a historically a black college or university, and that is just uh, – but you know what? I mean, if they're partnering with Nash, you know, they're in Nashville, they're par- partnering with the Predators, if they – like Lindenwood can, you know, have an arena as part of the Predators practice facility, um, just like, you know, Canisius takes advantage of in Buffalo and Lindenwood's wink, wink, is going to be taking advantage of in St. Louis, um, <laughs> you know, um, then that just makes perfect sense. Um, and, yeah, it would be wonderful if it can happen. But, you know, I can do a feasibility study about buying a Mercedes. Um, and I, can, I can give you the results. I don't know, I get it. You know, so it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I think it's it, yeah, it was ex- it was great to see, um, and great to see that kind of interest popping up. But yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right about Illinois. I mean, what, you know, come on, you know, someday, right? <laughs> and there's a million reasons, and you know, yeah, there's all these all very valid reasons. But until that happens, you know, it's just another annual story that the. Uh, I presume there's a sports writer who's a big college hockey fan in Illinois that just tries to, you know, stir up the fire a little bit to get some warmth going. Oh, it's, hey, come on, but, Joe. A sports writer wouldn't do that, would they? Oh, uh, no, no, never. Never. No, no, no. Okay. Unfortunately not. So let me ask you this, because you've been around Colorado, uh, Colorado Springs for certain, uh, Air Force, Colorado College. You've seen the ups and downs. Now you're seeing this portal thing, and you're seeing this new building, and and uh, Chris Mayat coming in uh, with Colorado College. Um, your thoughts? Uh, you told me off uh, off air when we were chatting that uh, that building's getting closer to you. Uh, it's right on campus. How important is that going to be to the success, future success of Colorado College? Oh, it's going to be massive. Um, you know, as as a sports writer, the first thing, of course, that popped in my head was cliche. Um, but and I heard this cliche a million times, but it'd be, it's a game changer, and that's and while it's a it's a cliche that's overused, it's it's entirely accurate because you, got, you know Colorado College has been renting its facility for eighty years. Uh, you know, in the Broadmoor Ice Palace was you know a really much cheaper um, <laughs> rental than the uh, Broadmoor World Arena was. Um, and uh, but I'm not going to miss World Arena because I think that having this on campus facility is going to going to give this program a chance to be that much more competitive um in a league that's already hyper competitive but you know if you're trying to get kids to come to your school and it's already a challenging academic school and then offer them a not as attractive uh facility um you know at at one point uh you know on cc you know i have this kids coming to the uh world arena they had to ask world arena to turn on the lights you know, as they're coming in, you know, and then you did come in, you didn't see, you know, Colorado College, you know, black and gold up on the wall. You saw the behind the scenes arena gray that um, just about every arena has behind the scenes. And so they, you know, they had to paint, you know, they, you know, Mike Hodlin had to make arrangements to have CC come in there and, you know, paint black and gold stripes on the walls and to put up pictures of a James Schwartz and a Mark Stewart and the, Marty Sertich and, you know, Brett Sterling, all these great, you know, Peter Sana, all these greats, you know, all these great moments weren't even up on the wall. So you walk in and you walk into this, it could be arena anywhere. You walk out in the main concourse, you see purple seats. Um, okay. <laughs> don't, there must have been a sale on purple or I don't know what that <laughs> was at the time, but they used purple seats and it just didn't quite, you know, they did their best to make it feel like their rink. But it really just didn't have the uh, the feel that you get when you would that same recruit would visit um, Miami or Western Michigan, let alone <laughs> Ralph Engelstead Arena right. in North Dakota. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Whole different level there. Um, but you know, 
And so, yeah, I think it's going to be big because I think it's going to be, it's going to prove attractive. Um, being on campus means these kids have a way to, well, just literally raises the possibility that uh, some of the, the student body will come to the games instead of uh, having to drive across town. Um, we'll see how that plays out. But, you know, I think by cutting the arena size in half from, you know, the s- close to 7,000 on World Arena to 3,400 or so at uh, at Robeson Arena, it's going to be a big boom because it's going to create an atmosphere that's been lacking at World Arena for pretty much been lacking since I started covering that back in <laughs> forever ago. You know? <laughs> so, um, and so, yeah, I think the atmosphere is going to be a big help. I think it's going to make for a better experience for the fan, but ultimately it's going to end up being a better experience for a student athlete. And when you charge the kind of money uh, to attend Colorado college that some of these kids are paying uh, or at least are paying half, <laughs> even if you're paying half or even getting a full ride is still a mighty expensive proposition. And those, so CC sort of owes, owes it to those kids to, uh, in the best experience, and I think the arena is going to be a big, big check mark in that direction. Well, if, if, if so, now that uh, so you have the new head coach coming in, Chris Mayock. We love mm-hmm. Mike Havlin, by the way. Uh, I just, oh, yeah. just Mike, Mike's a great guy, Mike's great, great guy, great, great mm-hmm. dude. Yeah. Wish him nothing but the best. Um, oh, he'll do fine, he'll do fine. Oh, Don't worry about him. Don't worry yeah. about him, but yeah, yes, for sure. No, he just, yeah, it just, uh, yeah, just didn't work out. That happened. Yeah, and, uh, you know, and I just, I feel bad, you know, he, he put in all that time and they got the arena coming in and and he's not going to at least get one year there. But uh, I'm yeah. not trying to, I'm not even trying to knock Chris Mayotte. Um, it, you know, the fact that he's kind of on the younger side, do you think that will help CC even more, uh, especially with a new building coming in? Yeah, I mean, I, well, the fact of the matter is, you know, he's been an assistant coach in college for quite some time, so he's very familiar with the recruiting scene. Much more, frankly, much more familiar than Mike Havlin was coming in as a pro coach. Right. And so, you know, Chris Mayon knows, um, you know, he knows the, the top bat, top uh, players out there that are, you know, on the cusp of, of reaching the point where they're going to make commitments and where they're going to start signing NLIs. And so he's familiar with the guys already the top talent and he's also familiar with the top talent that can make it into a school like cc with its academic standards so he really is starting off in the in a good position um he also knows what it takes to succeed in college hockey too he understands you know he won a national title of providence he's worked at michigan which is you know it's Michigan, you know, right, right. <laughs> so, you know, um, I was going back through some of CC history and Michigan always seemed to be in the way, like, Oh yeah. Oh, they almost won. Oh, they lost to Michigan in overtime in 96. Oh, 2011. Oh, losing regional final to Michigan, you know, uh, stuff like that. And so, you know, yeah, it's one of those things, but, um, yeah, no, he's got great experience and yeah, he might be a young guy, but you know what? I think, you know, you know, I think they're hoping for a reboot, and I think having a young guy with college connections like him is, is at least on paper, would be should be a great fit. So I'm hopeful, and I think with his background at you know his background at St. Lawrence as a coach, you know, being a goalie at Union, um, he he knows. I think he has a I think he has an insight that um, gives him, like I said, a little bit a little bit of a leg up for a leg up for a brand new coach. And I think it's great for CC if CC can become the kind of school where young and talented coaches want to come and show what they can do, then, you know, then you can be Don Lucia and you jump to Minnesota where you can win a national title, you know, consistently and be a national NCAA tournament guy every year. If CC can reach a point where it's a top four team in the NCHC, that means they are at least on the bubble from the NCAA tournament every year. And that would be, well, that would just be that would seem amazing. That would after that would seem amazing, <laughs> you know. After after the dry spell that CC's gone through over okay. the last uh, decade or so. Oh sure. I mean, there's no question. I mean, um, it, it. But people have to understand that it's probably going to take a while because they lost a lot of players this year. They, they lost did. a lot they of did. players in the portal. Yeah. Yeah, they did. They lost Grant Grant Krupshank to the Gophers. I mean, the Wisconsin kid and went to. Minnesota, but hey, you know, <laughs> nice kid. <laughs> That'll be t- that takes some some splaining to do back home, I suspect. <laughs> um, ben Copeland jumped to Penn State. Josiah Slavin, you know, Jacob Slavin's yeah. younger brother. He, he uh, signed with the Black, you know, with the Blackhawks organization where he's a draft pick. He's been doing really well for himself in Rockford, with the Rockford IceHogs, which is one of my favorite 
team nicknames. Ice hogs, <laughs> a beautiful thing. Yeah, sure. right up there. Right up there with solar bears. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorites. Um, and he's doing really well for himself. In fact, um, you know, he's he's actually doing really well along with uh, Chris Wilkie, um, a former North Dakota player who would transfer to CC. Um, and that brings me to today's news. Um, Doug Waite's son, uh, Danny, a uh, freshman at Boston College, entered the transfer portal and announced today uh, that he's going to be playing at CC next season. So, you know, here's the son of Doug Waite coming into town. He's a six foot, 170 some pound center. Um, had two points in 19 games and wasn't used too much at Boston College, but he's done it like Chris Wilkie did coming from North Dakota. This, you know, Danny Waite's going to get some, <laughs> he's got a chance to get some serious ice time um, to be a top six forward at CC with uh, the amount of talent that needs to be replaced. So, uh, We'll see what happens with him, but you know he's, he's the second uh, NHLer son on the team with uh, you know Matt Vernon, uh, you know Matt Vernon, the goalie, uh, Mike Vernon, right. boy, Matt Vernon. So right. it's nice to see. Um, it's nice to see. Well, you know, you hope with the bloodlines, right? But um, right. Hey, yeah, sure. <laughs> you hope you can't hurt. But uh, yeah, no, it looks like you know Danny would. Be, yeah, Danny definitely got an opportunity to get a lot of ice time, and and you know that's 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 something I think um, should prove helpful, and I think it should hopefully get uh should prove helpful in the recruiting battles um in the next couple of years or so but there's a lot of talent in the transfer portal right now so oh jeez, yeah you know and, if, and chris mayotte has a great reputation i mean he's been one of those assistants that everyone talked about as being a potential head coach um for at least you know two or three years now and uh so now he's finally got the chance to be head coach and you know he knows the scene he knows the ncaa playing players out there i think he could potentially bring in some talent and uh, help restock CC a little bit, make them, give them a chance to be competitive this fall. We'll see. Okay, so Joe, got, now here's, hold on here's, a minute. Hold on a minute. Here, no, I got three. Between, I got three. Oh, no, hold on a second. Hold on a second. It's the difference between me, who comes in with a name, and Joe, who comes in prepared, knowing the information that I just speculated on because he's prepared. And I'm just a schlub. Uh, he was talking about Danny Waite, uh, Joe, before you came on. He was talking about, I'm not sure if that's Doug Waite's on. I guess I could do the research. But we said, well, we got Joe coming on. He'll already have done the research. <laughs> okay, so. Oh, well, yeah, you know, it's, 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 I, love, I love EliteProspects.com. Uh, it's my fan, International Hockey Database and uh, EliteHockeyProspects.com are my best friends, um, <laughs> pretty much, because they will find that stuff out. And. Yeah, no, I was, I, I was, gee, I, I was, a, I, grew, I grew up an Oilers fan. I'm a big Doug Waite fan already. <laughs> I joined up an okay. Oilers fan. Okay, so. Uh, grew up in Montana. Grew up in Montana. And so on channel 114 and that, uh, <laughs> you, know, you know, that click, 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 you know, dial, you know, at the bottom. Yes, I had, I had a lot of those. I had okay, you know, the colors. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, I would pick up uh, CBC uh, usually the you know hockey Saturday night up there. I pick up the, the CBC broadcast, and usually the late game would be the Oilers against somebody. And right. uh, you know, this is the '80s when I'm growing up too. So you know, I graduated yeah. high school in '89. So you know, that was just the right time of, of my life to really uh, you know sort of you sort of sink your teeth into your favorite team, and the Oilers became my team because you know that guy named some guy named Gretzky yeah. and some guy named Messier and Curry and Coffee, and I am not even coming close to listening to Hall of Famers who are sitting on the bench most of the time. Right. Um, that's yeah. the amazing part about that team. Um, but yeah, so I grew up watching them a little bit. Um, on uh, that channel and uh, watching, reading, you know, back when you could still watch TV broadcasts, even though there was a little bit snowy because it was, you know, <laughs> I guess coming from Canada, but, <laughs> you know, it worked out. So, yeah, I got me hooked on hockey. And then, of course, 1980, uh, uh, Mar well, 1980 Miracle on Ice is what really got me hooked on hockey. But then stumbling across the CBC broadcast just sort of, uh, um, you know, dug the, dug the hook in a little deeper, I guess. So, you know, that's just how it played out. So. Uh Okay, yeah, so we, Joe, we, we I got I got some comments that. to get in here before I ask you about that other university uh, that's very near to you at the Air Force Academy. But the first comment is you talked about bloodlines, and of course here at Arizona State we've got a Doan and a Niedermeyer coming in uh, this fall, so so oh, that's yeah. not too bad for bloodlines. Uh, mm. Secondly, is you're talking about Michigan, and we have Eddie Christian on, who likes to come on and just harass everybody. <laughs> when Eddie comes <laughs> on from North Dakota, he always refers to Minnesota as the little M because Michigan was there first, and they'll always be the big M. So, uh, 
So if you ever want to prod somebody from Minnesota, just tell them that they're always going to be the little M. Eddie Christian says so. <laughs> and well, then, if you want to get a Duluth fan in a lather, too, you talk too much about the Gophers, too. That yeah, well, you know, I'm a Duluth alum, so I get I get my own chops beat up by him and uh, quite a bit anyway. But mm-hmm. um, anyway, so I wanted to jump in and talk a little bit about Air Force. I was up there, did a feature. Mm-hmm. Uh, on their new three and a half million dollar uh, renovation, and uh, and Andy Berg brought me through the facility because Frank was sick that day. But Frank got me onto the. <laughs> I told you that story about how he got me onto the base anyway, or the the uh, academy. Um, but then Andy Berg took me around, and uh, just your thoughts on Air Force. Uh, Andy was telling me that they have twenty five hundred seats, but about thirty one hundred when they play CC, Denver, or um, uh, who is the other one? Army, I guess. So, uh, yeah, Army. Army, yeah, for sure. So, what, what's that like? I know they built a new press box, which you're going to get a chance to see this year, along with myself, and maybe we'll even get Paul out there for one for one game. But uh, uh, what's it going to be like in the uh, Cadet Ice Arena now with the renovations, and how much is that going to help them? Oh, I think it's going to help them quite a bit. I mean, because you know, when I mean, it's it's just sort of a, it's been, it's been a bit of an arms race with either you know brand new arenas or just arena upgrades and you know back way back in the day when you know atlantic hockey you know team programs weren't that you know weren't investing in their programs so much but now you see bentley now you see sacred heart you see what canisius has available for them you know uh they the air force has to keep up too you know and uh, i think having better amenities is just going to make it that much you know uh, better better for the fans and they'll get more fans out for those games um it is, um, yeah, the renovations, I think, are really important. And, and like I said, more than anything else, it's just about keeping up with the Joneses. Um, that's just the way it is. But, you know, the Service Academy, that's a whole whole different animal. Uh, I mean, is it ever? That, you know, to get into, you know, Service Academy, you just, uh, you know, it's just a whole different animal when it comes to getting hockey players to come there. These are all guys who, you know, um, I don't know, was it Frank makes the joke? Um <laughs> Talks about you know that you know you go sort of hang you know he sort of makes the analogy of hanging out at the bar and you have all the really really pretty women and then you got you know and that and those are the ones that you know Minnesota Michigan the Big M the Little M Minnesota as you pointed out um, and all you know and all the other ones you know you know and, and they're all like oh hey there how you doing you know and you're talking and then you know the night wears on the night wears on and then you know the pretty ones are all snapped up you know the agile draft pick kids are all snapped up and then suddenly you know. Now it's getting a little late and you got to feel the team and uh, here you go. Here's, 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 you know, the, you know, the, the ones with the nice personalities and <laughs> we'll trade you four years for five, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so, but you know, it's, it's, it's also the kind of, it's also the kind of players too that um, buy into teamwork. And that's one of the reasons the Air Force has consistently been so good. It's, it's Frank's coaching who gets the right kind of players, the ones who buy into team first attitude and, you know, and you're never going to outwork a service academy team. It doesn't matter what sport. You know, that just does not happen. Um, before I forget, before I forget, you guys mentioned Navy. I want to share a Frank joke, which I share wherever I can. <laughs> we love them. We love them, we Joe. Love those. Yeah, I'm going to do my best. I will not deliver it as well as Frank. That is just no way. I just don't have that in me. <laughs> but at one of our press, one of those weekly press conferences, TV guys love to throw out just an oddball question. Just to you know, make Frank react, you know, because it's always fun. Right. And I think it was uh, Air Force Navy football week, and so they said, Frank, you know, it's Navy week; it's a big deal around here. And he's like, Oh yeah, oh, yeah, of course. And he says, Why doesn't Navy have you know Division One hockey team? And Frank's response is basically, You know, that's a good question. I don't know. Do you think the Navy would be able to figure out how to freeze water? so you know frank delivers the soundbite much better than i just did but yeah i had to throw that in because yeah i would love to see maybe just makes sense as well because you know if army's got them and got got a hockey team and air force has a hockey team then what's what you know just just keep i guess we just have to keep teasing navy until they come up with it you know i guess well First of all, if it makes you feel any better, as you were telling it, we were listening to it in Frank's voice. So that might, that <laughs> oh, might make you feel better. Oh, and, well, it, uh, certainly, it certainly made it better for you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I could ask a similar question uh, that I've always asked. And, and I have not always been a follower of college hockey. I grew up 
near New York City and spent most of my life either in the five boroughs or Long Island. And uh, College sports are not as big here as they are in the rest of the country. Um, but uh, the question I have always asked about uh, college hockey is the, the three smaller schools in Colorado have teams. Why don't the bigger schools have teams? Mm. You know, I think, you know, that's a good question, but really, you know, it's, it's really more about the history out here in Colorado. I mean, um, it, yeah, it's just really more about the history. I mean, Colorado College and uh, Denver, Colorado College got started um, because they decided they wanted to have an ice rink at uh, the Broadmoor, uh, something that Julie Penrose decided they wanted. They replaced the equestrian center with an ice rink. And for whatever reason, Julie Penrose really liked the idea of having a college hockey team in Colorado Springs at CC. And so Julie Penrose is um, the wife of Spencer Penrose, one of the sort of, lack of a better term, founding city fathers put up there. Right. With, uh, William, General William Palmer, which, you know, we have <laughs> every third park is named Palmer. Every fourth <laughs> high school has Palmer in the name. You get the idea, right? There's a staff, you know, yeah, a traditional yeah, yeah. guy, you know, great white man on a, on a, on a horse uh, statue in the middle of the street in downtown. You, you get the idea. So he basically yeah, yeah, founded yeah. the town. Basically founded the town, you know, that goes. Right. Um, and everyone is a general at some point in their life. That seemed like so. <laughs> it actually were not. They became a general, at least posthumously. Anyway, long and short, so you got you know, so you got Spencer Penrose, and you know he's the one behind money behind the Broadmoor, um, and his wife Julie sort of uh, had the, I would, from what I can tell, she had the social skills to sort of polish off Spencer's rough edges <laughs> um, a bit, and uh, but she came really interested in hockey. She really enjoyed it, so she sort of got CC hockey off the off the ground there, and then of course um, a lot of those, a lot of the early NCAA championships were held at the Broadmoor Ice Palace, right. Uh, in the 50s and such. In fact, those, that was when CC won its two national championships. It was right. on their home ice. <laughs> hey. So, you know, it doesn't hurt, right? It doesn't hurt. Um, I think they beat Michigan in one of those games, too. I'm sure they're still proud of that. <laughs> but, hey. um, you know, but, it, yeah, so she sort of got started. That's sort of where the history got going with CC. And then Denver, you know, Denver came along pretty quickly shortly after that. That became that nice CC-Denver rivalry. And then I think... Um, I think hockey was just yeah, hockey, college hockey, for whatever reason, was just pretty big here. And then with USA Hockey's influence in here as well, uh, you know, you had your Olymp- you know you had your Olympic team, uh, you know, doing your training here, the Miracle and Ice team did their training at the Broadmoor Ice, you know, Broadmoor Ice Palace. That's where they had their training camp, um, yep. you know, things like that. So there's just always been hockey in this area, and uh, so Air Force came along after that, and it just has gelled in those three teams, but yeah, Boulder, you know, CU, uh, CU and Boulder, Colorado State, they all have really strong club teams, uh, right. is my understanding. You guys know more about that than I do, but I do think that if you end up with, you know, I mean, well, it's sort of going to come down to Arizona State. If Arizona State can succeed in college hockey, if uh, other Pac-12 teams start looking at hockey as a possibility, then that might drag Boulder into it at some point. Perhaps. Uh, well, well, since you mentioned it, just since you mentioned it, and I'll let you, and I'm sorry, I should let you finish, but uh, oh, no, no, I'm fine. Just, just, just for you, so, since Scott disclosed it, I am an ASU alum. Mm-hmm. So just, so <laughs> the, the, I, I, I don't want to apologize. He so. wants an apology, Joe. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I wasn't bad enough there Arizona State. But no, I, I no, just think that wasn't. if they'll take hold, if, if, if it takes hold, and they do what they if they live up to the potential. And there's a lot of potential to the Arizona State program. I mean, you got the arena coming up. You got a you got the good coach in place. You've got all those NHL bloodlines you're talking about. You've got. <laughs> You're trying to recruit kids from Minnesota in the middle of the winter when they come to Tempe. I mean, uh, <laughs> recruiting there, there's got to be a recruiting edge there somehow, right? And you know, when you got a kid coming in from Fargo and he uh, looks at the possibility of playing, you know, college hockey in there in Tempe, I mean, you know, come on. And, <laughs> and of course, it, it never hurts to drop Paul's name as no, a, as is, an this alum. Is why, this is why, as an independent. Um, in December, January, and February, they, they'll never have a problem scheduling games, I can promise. <laughs> For sure. And, and, and everyone circles that. Then if the schedule comes out, everyone circles that. As, That's our road trip. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting out of the loop. 
I'm getting out of Marquette. <laughs> oh, yeah, especially Marquette. Anything I, could, anything I can do to get out of Houghton. <laughs> yeah, or Houghton. Good point. You know, in the middle of the winter, we're, we're doing well. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Definitely, uh, definitely one of those things. But, yeah, no, no in all seriousness, I think if Arizona State can take hold and, you know, survive, you know, do more and survive and thrive, which they are, they are thriving, they're doing a great job, and they find a conference home, then, yeah, that raises the possibility of a possible Pac-12 league sometime in the future, you know. Um, I think the Seattle Kraken coming into Washington could end up being a boost uh, for that part of the, that part of the country. I mean, I think that raises the possibility someday. And I'm really speaking off the top of my head here, but you know, of a University of Washington team. And if University of Washington gets a team, then Oregon is yeah. sort of starting to start paying attention. <laughs> yeah, you know. And I think U of A, and I'm sure, yeah. And then I, I'm Ooh. sure U of A is seeing what Arizona State's doing. I, going, who? You know, those guys, the guys down south. You know, I don't, I don't know <laughs> any idea who you're talking about. Uh, uh, the one, the one, the, the guys that get in the way of your Tucson Roadrunners coverage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? Those guys. <laughs> okay, uh, so Those guys. so let me let me wrap things up for you, Joe, with with two things. Okay. Um, number one, when we were talking about the uh, the age of of Chris Mayotte, and Sunday night we had mm. uh, Rico Blasi on, and Rico did mm. some pretty impressive things at a young age too. He was talking mm. back about when he took over and the respect that he had to earn uh, from not only his players but his peers as he took over at Miami, and it, it things worked out pretty well for him. So uh, my comment is, I think Chris will do just fine. Um, mm. And then, and then, secondly, uh, you can answer that one first. What your opinion is on that, and and secondly, tell us what you're working on for for that first big feature you're going to drop on us. Oh, okay, no pressure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, talk, sure. so don't worry about it. I'm oh, kind yeah, of walking you into it, I think, with yeah. Chris Mayotte, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, well you know, yeah, we're going to be, uh, you know, yeah, I'm going to definitely uh, touch base with Chris uh, close to the beginning of the season and sort of you know get a feel for where he's at, you know. As you know, as the summer comes to an end, um, you know, once we, you know, sort of, because yeah, it's a big, big change for him. But you know, right now he's probably, uh, <laughs> right now he's probably taping up boxes as we speak. I suspect <laughs> um, to, to move out from Ann Arbor. But uh, yeah, no, Rico, Rico. First off, I want to say Rico was a great hire for St. Thomas. Great hire. Um, really happy, to, really happy for him to get that opportunity. Um, and aside. Uh, Marty Sertich, uh, CC alum, uh, former Hobie Baker winner. He's he's now the interim women's coach at St. Thomas as well, so he's getting an opportunity at least for the short term here to see what he can do. But yeah, I mean, I think Chris. Uh, yeah, like I said, Chris is a great hire. Um, and if you want to repeat that qu that first question for me, because I got completely distracted yeah, yeah. by your future idea. Yeah, I think you answered it. I, I just wanted to get your opinion on on him being young and if he might use some of the things that Rico used to uh, develop. Uh, his his niche, if you will. Mm, mm. Well, yeah, or don't they know, even I, correlate I, I, anymore? Know, That's yeah, twenty years know, apart. I don't, know, I don't know, Chris. But you know, I haven't. You know, I've, I've only met him on a Zoom call so far. You know, that's sort of, that's sort of how things are right now. You know, I met him on a Zoom call, so I don't really feel like I can tend to know the man. But um, you know, he's. I mean, he he he's learned from the best. You know, he's learned from Mel Pearson. He's learned from. You know, pro, you know the Providence coach Nate Lehman. He's got some really great experiences as an assistant coach in the World Junior Challenges and things like that. So he's he's got the experience for a young man. I think he will be able to communicate with the, you know the current you know generation of college hockey players. I mean, the kids are different than when we were college age. You know, it's just that's just the way it is. And so oh, I think yeah, well. we will be able to communicate with them well. And I think that is going to be and i think like i said with him being a goalie union which is another you know division one program based at base you know that came out of that was surrounded by at a division three school like union i mean he understands he's going to be able to understand what they need and so i think um what they need from him and i think he'll be able to as long as he's able to communicate well i mean i'm hearing you know he's going to be bringing in a couple excellent assistant coaches um not the most experienced assistant coaches, but definitely the kind of guys that have, you know, the bloodlines, you know, Mark Stewart, the, uh, is the current Vermont assistant coach is one that everyone is talking about as being one of the assistant coaches that's going to be coming in. Uh, Peter Menino, former Denver goalie is another guy who has some experience and, um, as an assistant, but also in the USHL. So there's a guy who has connections to 
junior hockey. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I think he's going mean, to, yeah, I, I'm hopeful. I think he, yeah, I'm very hopeful. I think he has, there's a good opportunity that the program with the arena coming in, there's just a perception that there's some real momentum going on without a ringing in and bringing in a new young coach that I think could re-energize both the team and also the fan base is, is really important right now. So I think, I think there, yeah, there's every reason to think that he will be successful. Um, I'm pretty confident in that. And the feature is like I said, I'm just sort of talking about him making that transition from assistant to head coach, what that first off season has been like, um, a little bit of a whirlwind it must've seemed like, but you know what, there, there's, you know, in that, in that introductory press conference and talking to him in the zoom, he seemed more than ready, more than ready for the challenge. And so he didn't sound like a young, yeah, he's young. Yeah. Yeah. I'm now, I'm now interviewing head coaches that are, you know, 12 years younger than me. Um, that's scary. I used to be their age and I used to be younger, you know, a lot younger. Than them. <laughs> we all were, Joe. Works, we right? all were. Well, you, you got, uh, you're going to have both ends of the spectrum, right? You got the, the czar and Frank territory, and then you got Chris Mayotte, and we'll extend that out a little bit. You know, Dave Carl over there at Denver is not much, is not much different in age than than Mayotte. So you got both ends of the spectrum covered there, Joe. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. The uh, yeah, Frank. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna ask Frank what it's, what's it like being the grand old man. Um, <laughs> we'll see what that answer is, and may, we might even be able to put it on a family friendly podcast. You never know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe. The best answer won't be, but but the second answer when he realizes who, that I'm recording will uh, <laughs> Joe, will be a little better. Yeah, Joe. I think we can tell everybody in the Southwest that it's going to be great stuff coming from you. We're pleased to have you on board. We hope you're equally as excited. Um, I, I want to leave you on one quick note since you brought up uh, Nate Lehman. Uh, mm-hmm. I was watching the uh, broadcast from Vegas last night, and they were talking about the coaching carousel in the NHL, and they said the favorite to come for the Arizona Coyotes is Nate Lehman. Is he that crazy? Mm, Go ahead, say no. He's got himself a pretty nice program going on in Providence. You know, it's hard to. Uh, I mean, yeah, you know, there's, there's the, you know, every every college head coach I think says, mm, why not? Why not me? Why can't? Why couldn't I do it? I could do it. But I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think there's just too much. Uh, no, I don't, I don't see it. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be. Listen, it's got to be crazy, right? I mean, he's been there a long time. It's not like. Uh, David Quinn was at BU for what three, four years, mm-hmm. or you know maybe five years at the most before he got hired by the Rangers. Lehman's mm-hmm. been at Providence for a long time. Yeah, yeah, and I think he's built himself. I mean, it, he's just built a. Fan, I mean, he's just built a great college hockey program. Basically, one that just contends year in and year out. It's you know, it's, and it's a program that's respected. So I, I don't know why he'd want to throw that away. Frankly. Uh, you know, I mean, it's, you know, um, <laughs> it's okay you know, to it's say it. I, I live here. I've been here for 31 NHL. years. It's, it's okay to say yeah. it. You don't want to come to the Arizona Coyotes dumpster fire and be part of it. Rick talking, Rick talking even said I'm out. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> when, when Rick talking has had enough after four years, I don't think Nate Lehman's going to, uh, throw everything he's got into, uh, this rebuild. So, Bill Armstrong, good luck finding that next guy. I've got a feeling it's Mike Van Ryan, but that's just my own personal opinion. So, Joe, thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Uh, Glad to have you on board. Can't wait to see those features start coming out. And uh, I said earlier on Twitter tonight, I said, is it September already? And Paul (laughs) Paul fought me on it, Not, not personally for you, Joe, but he wants to get through summer first. Me at 120 degrees down here in Arizona. I want September, and I want to see your stuff. Oh, I understand. I understand. I've, I've been. I've been to. Uh, I've been. My, my sister lives in Avondale, so I've been down there oh. this time of year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Joe, I'll, 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 I'll say this. September, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll say this, and the people that are regulars to this, and you'll find it out too. I don't care if it's 120. Talk to me in January when I'm freezing my cookies off here on Long Island and you guys are in 85 and he's in 85 degree weather. Uh, that is a trade I will make any day of the week and twice on Sunday. 
That's fair. <laughs> that's real fair. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, that's uh, that's Joe Paisley, our uh, our new feature writer for Colorado. We're looking forward to his stuff. Joe, thanks again for joining us. And Paul and I will be right back in about two minutes to uh, wrap up another episode of College Hockey Southwest Weekly. top teams. America's number one conference is back. See every play, every hit, every goal on nchc.tv. Your home for more than 100 live games. Stream anywhere from the start of the season leading up to the frozen face-off. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. All right, still got it. Still got it. Who's old now? player in the desert southwest and they'll all tell you the same thing we love going to the rink and sandals now you can show off your game in style with summer skates officially licensed summer skates are comfortable washable and can be designed to show off your fandom phil kessel your guy big william carlson fan or is austin matthews the man have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite nhl player or shout out your own game with your own number Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. If you live in the valley, you know that there is no shortage of great Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burritos served all day to combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to burritoexpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. All right, we're back. College Hockey Southwest Weekly, our Tuesday night staple where we talk NCAA hockey. And Paul Hornstein, it, uh, it's always great to have uh, a guy like Joe Paisley join your team uh, with his experience and knowledge and uh, ability to write. Uh, what, a, what an asset. Oh yeah, it's great. Uh, you know, because if, if we got to keep relying on me, we have big problems. So, um, you know, uh, but no, looking forward to it. Uh, he, you know, it's uh, he's been immersed in the college hockey world for a long time. Uh, you know, I'm just a, a neophyte, and I, I admit that uh, he has the institutional memory that I don't have a chance to have. Uh, it, it's just fact. I mean, I don't want to sit here and. You know, I, 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 you know, I, I'll be as self-deprecating as anybody, but that's just a fact. Okay, that is, that's just the way it is. Um, you, you, you know, th- there are no alternative facts uh, when it comes to something like this. Uh, he has it, and I don't. And that's just the way it is. You know, and and you can never, uh, ha- you never have enough opportunities to tap into that kind of institutional knowledge that's how you that's how you grow that's how you develop that's how you get you know you grow bigger and and you get stronger when when you take what is already known and and go from there as opposed to always going blind yeah absolutely um 
Okay, so so we'll get back to more Joe uh, as the uh, win- the summer goes along and we approach winter and fall when he gets ready to start doing those uh, weekly features for us. But uh, we'll have him back on because we didn't get a chance to talk much Denver and stuff like that. But uh, one thing I didn't want to miss tonight before we end the show, Paul, is a uh, big announcement this morning for at Arizona State that uh, SID Mitch Terrell was uh, stepping aside from at least the hockey coverage. Not sure exactly what Mitch is going to do, but uh, he's been there. Coach Power said it eloquently this morning when he uh, sent out the tweet that that Mitch had been around since day one and even before day one as a state press reporter uh, during the ACHA days. So congratulations to Mitch and uh, his young family. He's got two young daughters, and uh, I know he's going to do uh, very well in whatever he chooses to do. But somebody new will be in the SID seat, SID seat for Arizona State when hockey gets underway again. So we'll look forward to uh, what's that? Oh, no, I mean, they'll be in there now because uh, we got schedules to come out and rosters to put together and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure somebody will be in there. But what I'm saying is when we get on the regular day-to-day basis, we'll have somebody new at Arizona State. So uh, we're looking weird. Yeah, it's going to be weird, but it's going to be, you know, fun, exciting. We're, we're looking forward to that as we always do. It's, uh, you know, they turn out some good ones at the Cronkite School. And, uh, we'll, and we'll take them uh, as they come. So congratulations to Mitch. Uh, it's a loss for Arizona State, no doubt. But uh, we, we wish him the very best. And I didn't. I, I invited him today. I said, hey, now that you're not in there any longer, maybe you want to come on the show and give us some insights into what that job is like. Because uh, being an SID at a college, um, it, it involves so much. I mean, I don't think the average hockey fan realizes how much goes into that for not only game day, but practices and everything. So who knows? Maybe Mitch will join us one day. But in the meantime, I just wanted to give that shout out because I thought it was well-deserved and uh, and something that uh, we needed to talk about before we uh, said goodnight tonight. Well, listen, nothing but the best, Mitch. Um, I look forward to uh, the day that uh, I'm sure he does too. Uh, because we had a conversation when I was at uh, Holy Cross in Bentley a couple of years ago. We were talking about the building. I said, uh, uh, so what are we going to have in the press box? And he goes, oh, don't worry about it. I'm taking care of that. So uh, Mitch will have his legacy uh, <laughs> with, the, with the press box there and in the new building. And, uh, you know, so we'll get a chance to see what his ideas were. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm sure they'll be nothing but top notch because I'm sure he, he, he knows what he's doing. And, uh, you know, like I said, good luck, uh, especially with the little girls. And, uh, you know, that's a, that is the toughest job you're going to get, Mitch. Uh, <laughs> is there, you know, forget about being a sports information director. Daddy is a very tough job, as you know, Scott. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we wish him all. Exactly. All right. Again, my apologies for not being able to put this on live tonight. Uh, We will get the technical issues done, and this will get up just as soon as we can possibly get it back up for you folks that uh, we're looking forward to hearing us live. That is our staple, so we will recover, and we will get on to that in a very short notice. Paul, uh, if you don't have anything else, take it away and give us that read. Roger Klein's KCU and Tequila has presented College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Brought to you by Verizon Wireless. 5G and 5G Ultra Band for business that America's been waiting for. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, ultra smooth Arizona owned. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com and try our original cocktail recipes. Ice summer skates. Play on the ice or on the wheels is heating up, as is the weather. Make sure that you got to keep those drinks cold. Get your personalized koozies and shower shoes. Go to IcetimeHockeySW.com slash partners. Click on the Summer Skates banner. Behind the mask and its three valley locations. In line or on ice, we are the go-to place for all of your hockey needs. See us at BehindTheMask.com. Hi, OxyPow. Visit our full line of natural cleaning products at OxyPow.com. Buy Burrito Express. Our family recipes to your table. The place to go in the East Valley for great taste and great value. I am Drive, presenting partner of What Drives You. M Drive in the morning, relax at night. Our two-step system for energy, stamina, recovery. I College Bar and Grill in Tempe. I ASU fans for ASU fans. And by the NCHC and NCHC.tv. 
history, blue bloods, upstarts, the NCHC has it all, and nchc.tv has you covered. Go to nchc.tv and subscribe. Provide your clients canceling tequila's college hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcast. Live every week on the Podbean app, available for download at the iTunes store, Podbean, the Google Play store, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcast. College Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, is a part of the IceTimeHockeySW.com network. Very well said, as always, my friend. I will tell you as well that uh, uh, things might be getting back to normal because I heard Roger on a local uh, sports talk radio show today uh, himself talking about the return to Circus Mexicus, which is his big festival down in uh, uh, Puerto Puerto Piasco in uh, in Mexico. I forgot that, right? Puerto. Yeah. Yeah, and and Roger's going down there to put on his weekend show the first part of June. So I've been joking with him. I've been saying, you know, it's time for him to uh, write us a jingle uh, that fits us. And I also told him that he needs to come on and at least talk a little bit about his love for Arizona State, if nothing else. I mean, he always tells me he doesn't want to come on because he doesn't know that much about hockey. But uh, he does know Arizona State, and he does know music, and uh, I think we can use both of them. So shout-out to Roger for uh, things getting back to normal. We'll say goodnight with a little uh, Roger Klein and the Peacemakers, De Niro. Good night, everybody. Good night.